Welcome to another episode of Selfies of the Mind. New lens, new filter, new view. Today is going to be an episode on a bonus episode that is aligned with my weekly LinkedIn newsletter where on Saturday, and I'm recording this today, I published the newsletter about how working fathers can navigate or can manage the emotions of guilt, shame or regret when it comes to working parents and the guilt that working parents often feel. So I shared the most seven common challenges or pain points that working fathers face and how they can apply a new lens. So in this episode, I'm going to dive a bit deeper in the sense of how you can use a practical emotional intelligence lens to shift your point of view. Now, we feel based on what we give meaning to. Sounds very complicated, but it's actually simple in the sense that if you look at a specific challenge that perhaps you are too absent, if you look at it from a negative or a judgmental point of view, you're going to feel increasingly negative emotions as such as guilt or shame or regret that you weren't there enough. And it's normal to feel these emotions. I think it's part of our human evolution. We need to feel negative emotions because they give us information on where we can do better, how we can shift. But if you keep this lens of judgment, you're going to try and change or develop a new way of being from a place of judgment, from a place of negative emotions, which is quite difficult because either you will ignore it or you will stay in denial and then it drains your energy levels because often these negative emotions of shame, regret and guilt, they also cause invisible stress. So when they drain your mental energy or you're going to try to change and then it comes, it, it is comes with more effort, required effort, because you are judging yourself. Instead of applying a lens of curiosity, it's okay to feel shame, regret, and guilt. That makes us human. We all should try to be more introspective and self-aware. I do this all the time. It's not fun, but it helps me evolve in a better parent and a better human being. And understanding how to apply a new lens of curiosity instead of judgment is important. For example, how can you do this? When we look at the self-perception lens, so self-perception is how we self-regard, how you view and like yourself in both of positive and negative qualities, your self-actualization levels is really how self-actualization is all about living our potential, feeling more fulfilled, and then emotional awareness as well is being able to identify, articulate your emotions and understand what you're feeling and why without internalizing the emotion, because that will only increase the intensity. So for example, let's look at the pain point of being an absent father. Perhaps maybe you're not at home or you're not spending enough time with your kids as you want to. Now, invisibly, this creates a negative emotion of guilt because there's a part of you who wants to be there for your children, but there's another part of you who wants to focus on work and who wants to provide for their family and who wants to feel successful and self-actualized. So you have these two 
different needs that are seemingly opposite. And this is what creates internal conflict emotionally as well. It's also known as cognitive dissonance that we all face when we have two or more opposing beliefs that are not aligned. So how can you apply self-perception is first understanding the need behind why you want to spend more quality time with your kids and why you want to spend more quality time at work. And only you can understand this. What is the need of both? And when you get to the bottom of it, often the need is you want to be a good father. And for you, being a good father is not only spending quality time with your kids, but is providing for your kids, providing for their future, being able for, for them to do the things that perhaps maybe even you lacked. You want to give them a comfortable life. So both needs are actually aligned. But you have to go through this process that you understand at the subconscious level in order to diffuse the emotion, the intense emotion of I'm not a good father because I'm not present enough or I'm not a good boss or employee or manager or whatever role you are in your work because you're feeling guilty that you're missing out on your kid's life. Once you understand the need that is very personal to you, this is where you use your self-perception, you can reduce these conflict, conflictual emotions and you can focus on quality time. Often we think if I'm present with my kids, that's enough. But your kids want your energy. It's the energy exchange. What is the most valuable currency in today's era? It's our intention. When we sit with someone, in this case can be your offspring, but with anyone you value, you're having a connection with. If you're constantly looking on your phone or looking at your watch or you want to leave, that is not giving your attention. That is not reciprocating the energy. So it requires you also to be in the right mindset. If you feel tired or if you feel these negative emotions, it's going to be difficult to give your divided attention. This is where emotional self-awareness comes in. If you had a long day at work and you come home, often the last thing you want is your kids to bother you or your partner or your wife to say, why didn't you take out the trash or why don't you do this? Then we tend to project, we tend to lash out on those we love the most because we feel safe with them. And one way here is where self-expression comes in, so emotional expression, assertiveness as well, in communicating when you come home after a long day or if you're feeling not in the mood or you had quite some negative emotion, to explain to your kids, I do this with my son as well, to your partner, I don't have a partner, I have two men at home. One has a lot of fluff, a rabbit, and the other one is 11 years old. So the fluffy bunny doesn't, uh, how do you say, he doesn't object, <laughs> but he does rebel if I don't give him attention. And the other human also has his way of acting out. But I explained that I feel depleted. I need a rest. I had a bad experience. I need to process. I just need some time by myself. has absolutely nothing to do with them, with him. Now it seems talking about the bunny as well, <laughs> but it has nothing to do with him. Mommy still loves him a lot. I just need my space. I'm also quite sensitive nervous system. So when I feel overstimulated and he wants to hug and touch me all the time, which normally I love, but when I feel overstimulated, I need space. My, my nervous system literally cannot handle it. 
And then he feels rejected because I, you know, push him away. So I explain and communicate. It's not him. It's mommy's nervous system. So eight times out of ten, he knows now. Two times out of ten, he still tries to make it about how I hurt his feelings. It's life. But the more you communicate, the better they will understand and not take it personal. However, you also need a way to increase your quality time with them. Because it's not an, I think, I, I don't want to go into what makes a good parent. That's not up to me. I think it's very personal. But for me, being a present parent who shares their love with their family is important. So I also had to look myself in the mirror and where I spend more of my time and energy and things I love, which is mostly my work, than with my uh, son, for example. So I had to balance it out and really train myself to be present. Now, some of you may think, how difficult is that, Nadia? He's, after all, your son. I am someone with ADHD in the sense that I am quite creative with an active mind. So I uh, always have new ideas and new connections and then think about... I'm quite stimulated. So I have to train myself to manage that and to be present in, in activities that I perceived I don't like. For example, playing my son's games which is really <laughs> something i disliked but i we i compromise and i taught myself to just be present and to be open-minded and to do activities that we in the end both enjoy so focus also more on quality than quantity they will remember how you made them feel communication is important it's very clear that when i'm working he knows i'm working and then, but I keep my word that when I will play with him, I will play with him. So this is, and, and, and sometimes I, I don't keep my promises or sometimes life happens or as an entrepreneur, I, there's a lot of things that I can't control necessarily. So I do feel guilt and I do feel regret and I do feel shame. The point is, it's not suppressing these emotions because the more you will suppress them, the more they will persist. And the more they will persist, they will get stuck in your, in your physical body. So you need emotions, energy in motion. The other tool you can use is interpersonal relationships. So uh, interpersonal relationship is all about the marker of interpersonal relationships, empathy and social responsibility. And here empathy is important because empathy allows you to understand their map of the world. Often, as a family or when we have kids, we have an idea of how we want them to be and grow. And then they grow into their own unique personalities and characteristics. And they can trigger us in many different ways. And I think what I learned is I saw myself as the parent, the authoritative guiding figure in his life. So he has to do what I say sometimes when I feel tired or when I feel negative emotion because I don't have the energy to argue with him because I've experienced some things they, they just can't do. And his mind, rebellion mind, he challenges me a lot because he has his own way of feeling and thinking. Now, if he's 18 or 19 years old, okay, but he's 11. It's a different story, but still... It really, when I applied the lens of empathy, I began making more effort in 
understanding where he comes from and how he's thinking because it's like he's developing this his own unique way actually in the world and my job is not to control or mold him my job is to guide him and help him which is not easy especially when we face so much responsibility and stress and competing demands on our lives empathy helps you not justify their behavior right because often what happens is you fight you disagree and then perhaps you feel guilty and and or regret that you said something you didn't want to say we all have been there and then you dwell in these emotions of regret or guilt so empathy can help you look at it from their map of the world and communicate communicate to resolve the issue as best as possible when we look at decision making decision making is all about problem solving impulse control and reality testing now this when it comes to problem solving i think it's perhaps as a working father you may relate because when you are low on problem solving you allow your emotions to get in the way in solving problems when you are high you are high on the logical end with little to none emotions now at work especially in a highly technical field or in a business setting this may work well even though we need to connect more with people as people and not experts or numbers in my humble view but when it comes to personal relationships especially with your kids a lot of it is illogical a lot of it is irrational and you may tend to you you may want to use your problem solving high problem solving skills to solve emotional issues and that's not going to work because often what your kid wants is to feel seen to feel loved to feel accepted for who they are not who you want them to be and this is hard as a parent especially perhaps as a father but and if you stay on the logical side in trying to solve problems with your kids perhaps when they are here more when they are in teenagers then you're going to miss out on uh, connecting with them so here you can become aware of where you sit when it comes to problem solving right we can't repair our relationships after arguments with our kids by using only logic we need to use both heart and mind and if you're someone who's used to be quite logical all the time this may be a challenge so become aware through the lens of curiosity not judgment so you can work through this and then stress management stress management we hear we have flexibility stress tolerance and and optimism and i think it's uh, the the one marker that i will uh, close off with is is to be optimistic because especially if you are going through a tough time or maybe at work or maybe you're not there where you want to be in terms of having good healthy relationships with your with your son i had my own we had our own periods we we have a very strong bond but there were periods where it was very difficult that i had to be the mom the dad the provider the putting up with his rebellious crisis and I, and it went on for longer than i liked and then at the moment i thought even me with all my emotional intelligence expertise and knowledge and big heart this is never going to end this is never going to be better and i i actually shifted my mindset because energy flows where attention goes 
if I was only focusing on the problem, it was going to become bigger. So I had to focus on the desired outcomes and always shift myself and himself, him as well, to the desired outcome. Even when I didn't see an immediate change in behavior, I had to leverage optimism to focus on desired outcome. And it worked. It actually worked because I was no longer reacting in the same way. So he was responding to how I was reacting. And we had smooth sailing waters again after some storms. So you always have these moments with your kids where you're working, there's a lot of stress, there's a lot of pressure on you. Maybe you're not as present as you want. And then you have these crises going on. But the more you, if you focus on the pessimism or you focus on that it's never going to change, you're not creating that space that you need in order to both shift yourself, shift your mindset, and shift your emotions and let them catch up. And this requires high levels of emotional intelligence. It requires emotional awareness. It requires self-regulating because they will react. They will try to provoke you. But when you show them space, you hold space, you show them love, doesn't mean that they get away with bad behavior, not at all. I still discipline my son with consequences. I do it from a place of love. I no longer feel the need to argue or to yell or to feel bad about it, etc. And of course, sometimes it doesn't work when I'm not in the right emotional state or mood. But in general, it is how you apply the, what it's called, the how you manage your emotions in all of it. The more negative emotions, the less energy, the higher your stress and anxiety. Doesn't mean you don't have to feel. You have to feel your negative emotions. Just don't dwell on them longer than necessary because that's when they turn into emotional suffering. And it feels familiar to dwell on them because that's what we're used to. Our ego wants to keep us safe. Or perhaps this is what we learned as a, a behavioral pattern. So optimism will help you to create space for a different outcome. I hope that this episode has given you some insights on how you can use emotional intelligence. So self-perception, self-expression, communication, very important, interpersonal relations, empathy, problem solving, logic won't get you closer with your kids and optimism as well. Thank you for listening. As always, it would mean the world if you would support my podcast and subscribe and share so more people can find it. And make sure you subscribe or check out the latest edition where I write about the working father's guilt and main pain points. And thank you for tuning in as always. Bye.